Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lose the Cape Podcast, episode 64. Hey, boss ladies. I'm Alexa Bigworth, and I'm the founder of Cat Biggie Press and Write, Publish, Sell. I help women fulfill their book writing dreams through author coaching and publishing support. You can find out more at writepublishsell.co. Hey, y'all. I'm Aubrey Mathis, owner and founder of Today May Suck, a comfort gift company for your peeps going through the suckiest of times. I also help moms get off the couch and into some hills, create a biz they love, and live a life unpinned. For more information, visit AubreyMathis.com. Happy Wednesday, March 8th, everybody. Today is International Women's Day, and it's also the uh, new movement, A Day Without Women, a day for us to really think about how much women do and how much more we should be appreciated, really. Um, And I think it's a great opportunity for us to just take a look at our situation and what we can do to make the world a better place. For me, my focus on this is um, really advocating for better maternity leave and maternity he- maternal health. And this is something we will probably talk about in a future episode, but I just wanted to give a shout out to all of our listeners who I'm fairly certain are all women and say we appreciate you and we know how much you give and give and give and know that you are extremely important to our society and our world. So today's guest is Jessica Razdahl. And this episode, if it doesn't make you cry, uh, maybe you don't have a soul. I don't know. (laughs) I'm just kidding. But Jessica is absolutely amazing. And I'm proud to call her a friend and mentor. And even though I've heard her story many, many times, when she retells the events of what happened to her, and her best friend, I just like, I just can't even hardly control myself. It's it's such a sad situation, but the end result is that she took something horrific and has really made the world a better place because of her experience. So I know you're going to find a lot of good from this interview, and she's just so much fun and so sweet and so bubbly and really a great example of our new kind of theme, which is to live bravely, to um, take those things in your life that could destroy you or take you down and try to make the world a better place by overcoming those horrific situations. And Jessica is a great example of living bravely and, and making the world better, even when she could have completely thrown in the towel and just given up. So Before we get into the episode, I do want to let you know that today's episode is sponsored by Carrie Sharp of He Says, She Says. Carrie and her husband, Ryan, help people communicate better. They help couples with communication, but they also help people develop their speaking, public speaking um, skills and to get out there and grow their platform through speaking. She is offering a free one-hour broadcast uh, review audit to anyone who is trying to do better with Facebook Lives. If you enter, and you can find out how to enter by going to losethecape.com forward slash podcast forward slash 64. We have a little uh, giveaway entry form over there. But if you win the giveaway, she will do an audit of one of your Facebook Lives and give you feedback and let you know how you can improve it to get more engagement and to just do better with your Facebook Lives overall. So it's a great, great giveaway. And thank you, Carrie Sharp, so much for your support of our podcast. We love you. Okay, enjoy this interview with Jessica. It's an amazing amazing story good grief look at all these places you've been featured wow today we are interviewing jessica (laughs) rastel who is a motivational speaker and coach she partners with creatives to craft stories and presentations that connect with their audience and stand out in a crowded market Jessica shared her story of turning her mess into a message for nearly 10 years and has been featured on major international media outlets such as ABC's 2020, Katie Kirk, The Guardian, 
MTV, Grit and Glitter, Glitter, 17, Good Morning America, <laughs> Beautifully Folded Business, holy moly, holy moly. So when Jessica was a freshman in college, we will talk about her story. She made a life-altering decision that resulted in the death of her best friend. In an effort to raise awareness, cope with her guilt, and keep her friend's memory alive, she began sharing her story. She's spoken to over 15,000 young adults across the country before she was sentenced to prison. So I, I think a lot of people in our audience are probably familiar with Jessica, but for those who are not, first of all, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Good uh, morning. Good morning, Aubrey. <laughs> <laughs> We're just so excited to talk to you. I'm so excited. This is this is one podcast that I'm excited because I'm like, well, come on. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm going to go hang out with my friends this morning. <laughs> That's exactly right. So, well, I would like you to tell us a little bit about your background just because it's so important, but, you know, feel free to share whatever you want to share. Absolutely. So I, I'm sure that a lot of you listening, um, we're probably friends too. Like you probably, we're probably cool. <laughs> but, but if you, um, if we're not familiar, I think we should probably give you a little bit of a background considering we kind of just dropped some big words on you, the P word, which I usually just refer to it as summer camp because I'm a weirdo and I don't want to say it out loud. <laughs> so that's the kind of summer camp I want to go to. <laughs> no, I'm going to pass on that one too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, no. But yeah, I'll be like, when I came home from summer camp, like it's, it just, it sounds horrible. It's to a say hard word to say, I'm sure. It's a hard word to say. Um, so I do, I, it's before we like have fun and chat and stuff, I should probably give you a little background so you can understand why I feel the way I do about certain things and why I can, um, get passionate or heated on topics. But, um, just like Alexa said, I didn't really set out on this mission to start speaking. Like being a motivational speaker was never in the plans. I knew I wanted to be a business owner. I was that weird kid who like played office growing <laughs> up. I wanted to be a business owner. I knew I wanted to be in business for myself, but I had no idea what that meant. Didn't know how hard that would be. You know, no idea. Um, so I did what, I was told to do what everybody else did. And I went to, to college on a business scholarship, you know, it just started going down the path. But my freshman year of college, I threw it all away. And I had known my best friend since I was five years old, Laura. And one Friday night, it was a girl's night out, just the two of us, nothing special about this day at all. But we ended up drinking that night and I drove us home. And something happened five minutes from home. And after a 40 minute drive, less than a mile from her dorm room, I crashed the car. And Laura was immediately killed on impact. And I was inches from my own death. But when something like this happens, you are, you kind of hit one of these now what moments. Like, what am I supposed to do? You know, there's no roadmap for something like this. And growing up, when I made a mistake, you know, I'd always been told you fix it and you don't do it again. And with this situation, I was never going to do this again, but there was nothing I could do to fix it. So the only thing I thought I should do, the thing that I knew I had to do, and the only way I imagined being able to go on was to prevent somebody else from repeating the same mistake. So I started speaking to teenagers. You know, I was at this time only 18 years old. And I knew that I was in a position where I had thought I was invincible. Like, this doesn't happen to me. I'm a good kid. That happens to those people, those kids. Like, I thought I was untouchable. So my mission was to set out and one, try to break that, break, shake the kids to realize, like, it has nothing to do with who you are. This can happen to anybody. This does not, um, st there's no stereotype for this. And it's literally like you make the choice. These are the consequences. And as an 18 year old, that was something I just couldn't wrap my mind around. Um, so I started speaking. I spoke to over 15,000 young adults in two years. And then I was sentenced to the P word again. Summer camp. <laughs> Summer camp. Um, and, you know, here I was four years of my life where all of my friends were spending it at college and starting careers and starting families. And um, you know, I had been facing 15, so four didn't even seem fair at the time. It didn't even seem right. But even though I knew, like, I, I understand, please, please, you know, you don't have to tell me that that doesn't, you know, I didn't need to go to prison. I, I get it. Okay. Um, but I needed that. Like I needed closure. I needed punishment. And 
in reality, I needed to go away for a little while and get away from everything in order to process this because I, I was living in the place that I grew up with her. I was driving by the same places we went to together every day. You know, I was, I needed to go, like I need to get away. Um, so stepped away for four years and it's a, not a very nice place to have to like have reality hit you and go through all of this. Um, but I made it out the other side. And when you come home, it's, it's a whole new journey now. Now you're the convicted felon who dropped out of college to go to prison. You haven't been called by your first name and God knows how long. Um, you've been referred to as a DC number, a convict, a criminal, a crook, and a murderer. And now you're supposed to like be a contributing member to society. And nobody's, nobody wants you to succeed. It's every roadblock you can think of is handed to you. And um, I try to go back to school. Nope, not allowed. Um, you know, I was, it was just like one thing after another. And a part of me never wanted to talk about it again. I wanted to run and hide and act like it didn't happen. But a bigger part of me, like I couldn't keep going that way. I knew that if I was, if I made it out of this car, when looking at the reports, I shouldn't have, if I had made it out of this car, it had to be for a reason. And I never wanted anybody to forget about Laura. I never wanted her life to be lost in vain. I didn't want her to become another underage drinking statistic. But at the same time, I wasn't the girl waiting to go to prison anymore. I was the girl who had made it out the other side. So how was I going to continue to talk about this and raise awareness, but do it in a way that was healthy for me? Yeah. Alexa, I know we've talked about this a lot that when we have difficult stories and you, when you start speaking about it as a way to heal and you go through these stages of grief or you go through this process and it's years later and you still want to talk about it, but sometimes that story has got to change. Because we can't stay in that place for like our own health and our own sanity. We can make a bigger impact if we share where we are now. Mm -hmm. So my message started to shift and I now was more less cautionary, more inspirational. So what do we do when life happens? And I really wanted to equip people with the tools that and strategies that I learned over those years trying to make it through this with no help and no roadmap and not knowing what to do. Um, so I kept speaking, but it was different now. Everything changed. And I went into it with a different attitude. And it was, I really felt like now I was honoring her. Like now I was spreading a new light on this message, but still preventing people from making that mistake. And out of this, I'm itching for business. You know, I'm yeah. still that kid who wants a business, yeah. but how, like, how do you put these pieces together and who in the world is going to take me serious? Like, I have, I, on paper, I look really bad. Like no driver's <laughs> license, convicted felon, <laughs> no bad. Like I was like, horrible. Like I would put in a job application at a restaurant and like put my hand over the paper and be like, before you look at that, like, let's just talk about this. Like, yeah. Let me just tell you um, about myself. And then you can look at all those check boxes because they don't, they don't add up really well. Uh, it was like, I can't, I don't have a reliable, reliable form of transportation to get there. Um, I haven't worked in four years because doing other things, you know, it's horrible. Oh my gosh. So I decided I'm like, okay, well, I, so I was working at a restaurant. Um, the most amazing man, like gave me this opportunity. I laid it all on the table. I was yeah. like, okay, well, here's the deal, buddy. Like, here's all the things, but know that I'm going to appreciate this job more than anybody else. Know that I'm going to work harder for you than anybody else. Know that like, like this is a second chance for me and I'm not going to throw it away. And busted my butt. And then I started managing there. Wow. Um, yeah. As the, as the felon, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I, but then I got pregnant. I had my daughter who is now three nature and crazy. Um, <laughs> but the reality was, okay, if I was serious yeah. about getting out there and speaking, this job wasn't going to work. Right. Like, how are you going to hold a traditional job and travel around the country and do these presentations you're going to lose the job or you're not going to be able to do the talks. Right. So it was like a real reality check that it was time for me to do something that gave me more freedom. So I started working with female entrepreneurs on their stories. I knew that was the secret for me. Like that was the thing that helped me connect was how I told the story. Because if I just got up there and said, Hey, this thing happened to me. I made this mistake. Like poor me. Nobody's impacted by this. It's not helping me heal. It's not helping anybody else. But instead, I was crafting a powerful story that was taking them on the journey with me. 
that was highlighting my accountability, what I had done, taking responsibility for this and then delivering a message. So I was finding there were a lot of my business friends who were struggling to tell the hard parts of their stories. So I started working with them on those. Um, but this whole time I was, I left, (laughs) we're we're good. We're good. (laughs) (laughs) This whole time that I was working on stories with people, I'm still speaking, Yeah, but I wasn't taking ownership of the fact that I had spent 10 years speaking. Like I knew a thing or two about this. Right. (laughs) Like totally ignoring this fact because sometimes, you know, when you're so close to something, you don't see how valuable it is. Like you don't understand how much that could help somebody else. And there I was hoarding all this information. So this last year we've really shifted gears and I'm now getting to focus more on helping female business owners take those stories, take their education, take their niche and really turn it into a powerful presentation that they can share from the stage. And man, it's been a journey. <laughs> but it's so well, exciting. Uh, and uh, Sorry, Aubrey, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, uh, I'm like, I found her back on Periscope. So yeah. that tells you how long, but I did the whole, I'm going to Google this girl before, like make sure everything turns out right. And it was the way she had crafted her story in the Periscope, you know, because I come from a small town. We drank in high school. I mean, we had plenty of back rows, plenty of people to buy it for us. And we had the whole, the cops would come in and give you the story. This is what happens and show you the dead people. And that lasted about two and a half minutes until Friday night. And we were back in the cars. But Jessica's story, I was like, I am, I don't, I still have a while before I think I have to address this with my daughters, but I'm like, yep, Jessica, you're coming to Texas. I don't care. You're telling this story because the way she crafted it. And in one of her emails, when she referred to herself as her number, I, I threw up a little bit because nobody's ever put that perspective on it. It was just, I was a, you know, I was in jail, but she called herself by her inmate number. And I was like, holy crap, this really happened to this chick. Like, she's not just making this stuff up. I didn't want to send that email. I remember. I'm sure. sure. Oh my gosh. Aubrey, you look really hot today, by the way. I have half naked over there. Like I have a day date. I even have like a little bracelet on that says wild and then it has a donkey on it. So I'm like, yeah, baby. And I got my powerful, like, Oh, We're ready to wow. go. <laughs> yeah, I, I got all fancy for you. I have my Funnel Hackers t-shirt on. And my Mr. I was like, does that say, <laughs> Jessica's talking about something like, what does Alexa's shirt say? Something about a hooker? <laughs> yes. That's, I'm wearing Hashtag my hooker what? Hooker? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, Jessica, oh my God, your story. I mean, I've heard it like 10 times and it still just blows me away. And I mean, um, hold on, before we go any further, can we sure. just touch on that for a second? Because that came up yesterday with me as somebody was like, um, one of the girls in our mentorship was saying, um, but I'm afraid if I keep telling my story, like people are going to get tired of hearing this, right? Yeah. Like, let's just, can we just hit, hit that real quick, you guys? Like your story is never going to get old. No one's ever going to get tired of hearing about it. Um, you're in a different place every day. You're going to tell it a little different and somebody's always going to take something else away. So just a disclaimer, keep right. telling your story. <laughs> <laughs> There's, I mean, in addition to, well, Aubrey and I have recently decided to start a live bravely kind of campaign where we're uh-huh. talking about these kinds of stories in particular, because there is so much, um, <laughs> sorry, there, oh, I don't know why it's stuck on Aubrey for some reason. <laughs> I just want you to look at her one shoulder. Yeah, yeah, there is so much, um, so many women out there who have just incredible stories and their stories should be shared and how they got past the blocks or whatever. But gosh, there's so many things that we could dive into on this. We need to have you like 17 times on the show. Yes. I'm talking about the whole thing, like the injustice of the justice system and how, mm-hmm. how difficult it is for someone who makes a mistake. You made a mistake, you know, and, and to, oh my gosh. But today we're going to focus on the business side <laughs> because it's Friday and, and I don't I don't want to go in that deep place right now yeah no no it's Friday no and it was your birthday yesterday it, oh, yeah it was. welcome to 30 <laughs> Aubrey's lying I'm uh no yes 
Yes. We just, so today I woke up and I was like, hmm. Yeah, it feels exactly the same as it did a week ago. So yeah, well, well I hit forty in December, so wah wah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in that gray area in between thirty and forty. We're not gonna disclose. Let's <laughs> just say it's closer to the other end than the lower end. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, so um, let's talk uh, quickly about what's coming up for you, because I think we can frame a lot of questions around that. Sounds good. So as you I, got there now what's yeah. happening. So, yeah. So now we're, we're doing the speaking stuff, right? And like, so what happened is at the end of last year of 2016, um, I had like a little, I brought my team down. I live in Florida, down to Florida for a few days to do a little mini retreat with me. So we could plan all the things for the next year and work and stuff and just hang out um, and go to Harry Potter world. And we, <laughs> we, so as we're sitting down and looking at the year before and 2016 and what did I love? What did I hate? What were my favorite things to do? Now this whole time I had been working one-on-one with women on speaking, but very quietly behind the scenes. And so when asked what my favorite thing of the year was, I was like, I loved crafting those present. I love my presentation prep sessions. Like Mm -hmm. I love helping women write their stories um, for the stage, you know, and understand the strategy behind it and how to get paid for it. And, um, but this was such a tiny piece of what I had done that year. So it was kind of like, I hated everything else. Not that I really, I really hated my work, but it just, something was definitely not in alignment. And so we decided that this year we would go all in and the focus would be nothing but speaking and doing the thing that really made me excited and the place that I was really the expert in, um, the place that I had spent the most time and where I thought I could help women make the biggest impact in their business because story would always be a piece of the speaking regardless. So even I didn't, though I didn't lead with it, I was still going to do it. Mm -hmm. So, um, at the end of the year, we set out, okay, we're going to do a speaking program in 2017. We're going to have this program. It's going to be our new signature course. Like we're going to pull back the curtains and show women how to do this. I don't like to do anything without beta testing it. So <laughs> I call up 10 friends who two of them might be on this. Um, I call up my who I knew would like they need to be speaking basically. I knew that this was something, they have something really valuable to give and I wanted to help them get there. And I was like, Hey, do you want to beta test this with me? <laughs> and, and we all said, no, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> and everyone said, yes. So It's the coolest group. So we've spent the beginning of this year, um, digging through all the content so I could sort through like, cause you know, when you're so, I don't like to put something, if I've been working on this one-on-one and I want to have this in a group format, it's different, mm-hmm. different things come out, like different structures, different timing. So I wanted to flush through this with real people, not pretend people, not avatars, none of that crap. Like I wanted to work through this. Um, so at the end of March, beginning of April, we'll finally have the finished course ready to go to walk you through everything you've ever wanted to know about speaking for your business, where to look for the events, how to pitch the events, what to say during those conversations, how to structure your talk, how to price yourself, how to market yourself. And, um, I just, I, I get so giddy about this because I feel like it's in our industry. It's been something that's been very hush hush and nobody wants to talk about the behind the scenes. There are more than enough opportunities for all of us. There's no reason for anybody to be quiet about what what's working for them or not. Like if I wanted to, I couldn't do every speaking opportunity and I don't want to, like I want to be home. Um, so it's time to finally just pull back the curtains and make this accessible. You know, and it's, it's fun because I think for a lot of people speaking is like, it's, it's, not the actual speaking part. Well, for some people that might be terrifying, but the whole process of like trying to figure out how do you even, where do you even start? But I have found that um, I really like to make people cry. (laughs) 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 And I really like to make people laugh. And, And it's because of that like feeling that like, oh my gosh, this is so much bigger than me. Mm-hmm. And I really want to get out there and share it. But can you tell us, like, how does somebody even get started in the process? 
I love, okay. I was funny. As I was doing my hair this morning, I was thinking about this. So I was thinking about somebody in particular. Um, so I'm a big, big, big advocate of, okay, so say you want to speak and you want to do, whether it's for a personal matter or for your business, it doesn't matter. Either way, you follow the same rule. If you want to speak and you have, your end goal is to speak at this massive national level thing, whether conference, convention, I don't care what it is. You want to do something big. I know it. You have a big goal and that's awesome but this isn't where we start, right? So I want to encourage you to look for things in your backyard, right at home, right at home. Um, like I know that you mentioned the where I've been featured, which always makes me like want to puke a little bit, but <laughs> things like the 2020, the Katie Couric, the MTV, it's not because I went after those. It's because right. I was consistently doing things in my backyard and they see that. So if you really want to break out there, if you want to go big scale, be humble, start for free, start in your backyard and start where you have your hands dirty. So if you are somebody who, um, will say you want to work with kids in foster care, right? That's a different, none, like it's not my niche. So, but it is a niche. <laughs> um, yep. so if that's the case, like I expect that you're spending your downtime volunteering at these places, that you are pushing to get them better conditions and better care, that you are working with people in this industry, not that you're just talking about what could be or what should be. If in order for someone to take you seriously and really care about your message, they need to see that you're invested in it. So before you start just trying to take the stage, let's think about where can you put in your time? whether that's volunteering or that's just the work that you do. If you're publishing um, studies, if you're an author, whatever it is you want to take the stage on, you should be able to back that up with experience. Yeah, good point. Do you think with technology these days, we're allowed to speak live to millions of people through Facebook every day? Um, how would you suggest, first of all, getting over your nerve? <laughs> Um, cause you know, I'm like, I, I'm obviously in the, uh, beta testing mentorship, but I will record a video all day uh -huh. long and edit and delete and make it look perfect because my fear of life is pretty high. <laughs> it gets easier though. It I will does. Say, yeah. I no. Terrified of it too. I hide behind Snapchat filters because that little bunny is so cute. It makes me look so cute. But <laughs> Like, can I have this on stage? Is there any way we can? Okay, hold up, pump the brakes because I know this. So, <laughs> here she comes. So, get out your notebooks, ladies. Yeah, Aubrey. Yeah. Every, every time you put something out there, what happens to your inbox? It, get, it blows up mm -hmm. because yeah. it's not about you, right? <laughs> You're there to talk to somebody else. You're there. To, you you always deliver something inspirational you make someone's day, you shake them to the core when they're being petty about something and there's so much <laughs> bigger stuff going on. So when you're scared to hit go live or publish or send that email with your DC number in it or step onto the stage, I need you to shift your focus because it's not about you anymore. I mean, can you see me breaking out in the house? Oh, oh, <laughs> right. Behind my chair here, because I break out in hives. So uh, wear a scarf when you live stream. <laughs> if you're somebody who gets red in the neck, just wear a scarf. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> even if you live in Florida and it's 80 degrees, like we keep this on our desk because I do that. Yeah. Um, but it's really like I, that's you really need to wrap your head around who is this going to impact? Like not and not just who is it going to impact, but what will this do for them potentially? How will this change their life? And if I'm doing them a disservice if I don't hit go live. It doesn't matter if you're, you know, lipstick smeared across your face. Like they don't really, <laughs> honestly, they don't care about that because they probably look the exact same watching it on the couch. <laughs> so they care about what you have to say. So make it powerful. And actually lipstick smeared across your face is probably going to resonate with people better than the perfect because it, it perfect <sighs> is hard to achieve, but imperfection it's I'm such a, there's that. such a disconnect. There <laughs> yeah. is such a disconnect. And I was just having this conversation yesterday too about, um, I was talking about how today I have, I'm like, actually have makeup on today because <laughs> I'm going to film some YouTube videos, but I don't do that to go live. Like I don't do that for instance, or I don't do that for anything else. And the difference is when I'm going live and I'm doing those things, I'm usually talking to my 
to my business people, my clients, my, my community, my tribe, and it is full transparency, like take it or leave it. This is me. And I'm putting a video out there for YouTube or for trainings. The reality is people booking me and paying me to speak are looking at these. And I want to make sure that everything is cohesive, Mm -hmm. that the person that they expect when they book me to come speak is the same person they're seeing here, the same person that's showing up. Like I need to make sure they understand. Yes, I have purple hair, um, but I will be polished with my purple hair, you know? So like, that's why the videos, I tend to make those like with the light on and the good audio. And, but when it comes to a Facebook live, I want people to know like, this is me and this is something that's on my heart. And I want to say it to you. I want to share this information with you. I don't care what it looks like. If I'm, you know, on day four of no washing my hair, it's all good. Dry shampoo. And (laughs) (laughs) high five. (laughs) But it's, it's not like, I understand that there is a time and a place to be really polished. So like for me, I think my YouTube videos, I want those more polished because they're going to be used time and time again. They might be repurposed into other things. They might be shared with other people. Like those, I know those are a different place, but when it comes to me live streaming, no, like come as you are, let's talk about this. Mm -hmm. It's very conversational. And I don't want to, I don't want that disconnect. You know, I don't want somebody to think to be afraid to approach me or ask me a question or send me an email because I look like I've got it all together when I don't at all. <laughs> well, and you know, to that point, like the first time I ever heard your story was on um, Dana's podcast, the boss mom podcast. And, um, you know, you went through everything and talked about it and I'm thinking, okay, this is, this woman's like, she's a superstar. I mean, look at her. She's been all these places. She's a, and I was, I was a little bit afraid to, to reach out to you. The first time I was like, I'm just a little Alexa. She talk to me. But you're right. People do. I mean, and, and especially since your whole purpose is to help other people share their stories that you have to be approachable and you most definitely are. I found that out immediately. But. I know. And that's like something where I'm like, okay, so it's so weird because, you know, you hear the media stuff and you see the reach um, that I've had and the things that I've done, but I'm like, but I'm still the toddler mom, like sitting here in her home office, like trying to cope when your nanny doesn't show up. (laughs) Yeah. Praying that she comes today and we get this done. Like (laughs) I'm still just trying, hoping that there's coffee left in the pot, you know, like it's, (laughs) that's it. (laughs) There's nothing fancy over here. And we should talk about that element too, because you do have a three-year-old. You're now uh, are you, are you married or engaged? You're married I'm, now, right? I'm engaged. We were engaged. actually, like we had set the date actually for this weekend. To get I was going to say, weren't you supposed to get married? Like I was, I was actually supposed to get married tomorrow, <laughs> but it's not happening apparently, <laughs> but we like, we had like picked a venue and then I, and all this, and I was very hesitant already at that point. Like I didn't, I've I'm very, so this might be crazy to people who don't know me, but like, I'm actually very private. And as much as like you hear my story everywhere, you only hear a piece of it. Like I don't actually tell much about my personal life at all. Like I'm, you know, I have a kid and I talk about pizza and coffee and like, that's about it. Like I don't share personal details because I don't want to distract from my message. Like I'm so crystal clear on what I want you to leave with and what like, I just know that. So I, I try to think about, okay, how is this going to distract from the big thing? Like, I don't want you to think I'm hot mess express, just a little hot mess. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah. just like, just like, you know, like a little bit, like, but I, so I've, I'm very private. Um, you know, when you go through things like I've been through, you learn very quickly who your real friends are. Mm-hmm. When you have to go away like this and you learn like what's important and that it doesn't take much for me. I, I, again, like pizza, send me a gluten-free pizza and I'm a happy camper. Um, <laughs> like gifts are not my love language. I've lived out of a metal trunk for four years. So like, I don't need like all the fancy things to be happy. Like stuff does not make me happy. Um, so with that, weddings don't make sense to me. Like, I just didn't make sense. The idea of throwing this expensive party, all these things, like all that for me, it's like show. I don't like show. 
um, like, I'm just like, let's just talk, let's make it real. Like, can we just strip this down to the bare bones? Like, I don't, when something doesn't feel in alignment or authentic, I get very defensive. I'm like, well, what are the motives here? <laughs> what are the motives? <laughs> what are you trying to do? And I get super defensive. Um, so with that, the wedding thing just didn't make sense to me. Like, I don't want to do this for everybody else. It should yeah. be just about the two of us. So the plan is to elope. Um, and just go away. But last year we bought a house and things have just been crazy. And I have a feeling we'll probably get married this year, but um, I'm not maybe <laughs> maybe or next year, like, yeah, probably this summer. I'm like looking at my big calendar on the <laughs> year at a glance, like, where can I fit this in between launches? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, are you married to your business? <laughs> yes, but he is too. So it's good. Well, that's well, awesome. <laughs> he works, um, you know, he, he works a regular job and we've, I just like, I want to just go somewhere. I don't want to plan. I don't want to stress. We're so we've, we've been, we've looked at places. I think we've narrowed down where it is. We want to go. It's just a matter of doing it. (laughs) So we we eloped. It was great. I would suggest it to everybody. (laughs) I'm just, we had a a few close family and like two friends and that's it. And you know, 11 years later, (laughs) 11 years later, still, yeah. still rodeoing, still rodeoing. <laughs> yeah. For me, I just like, I, and I'm like, I'm, a, I'm actually an introvert. Like I don't want to be the center of a big party. I don't want people coming up and talking to me. No. Cause then they hug you and that's even worse. Yeah. Like, ah! I don't like stranger hugs either. No, I don't like <laughs> hugs in general. Oh, like, oh, yeah. I have a very big, this is my space. This is yeah okay yeah. Try speaking to like 2,000 high school kids, and then it's like a line of hugs when you're done. Oh my goodness! For real? Why would they just want to hug you? I don't know. I'm but just I, not I hug that. Them back. I hug them side back. hugs. I'd be like side hugs. Side know. hugs. No, and I. But I do like. Um, sometimes they say things, and I'm not really. I'm not good at like handling when people get are telling me all the things oh, and yeah. really emotional yeah. and then I just hug them I'm like okay yeah. come like, right. bring, it in. bring it in let's hug it out oh because like, I would imagine you would get the drama queen looking for attention I do oh, let me tell you and I'd just I be do. like oh we would have not been friends let's hug and go on you know I, I understand that completely though because there, well there's only so much I think there's only so much you can handle emotionally it as is well because and like when you show up yeah. you have to be so in the zone and yeah. know like for me, like, it's really difficult to talk about, right? Like, it's not an easy story. It's hard, but I'm so focused on, okay, if I cry through this whole thing, it's not going to impact anybody. Right. So I've got to, I've got to get through this. So I'm already like at that tipping point. Right. So I'm like, can you just like, not, can you just send me an email or, because if you tell me this right now, like this might be the thing that pushes me over the edge Mm -hmm. and I don't want to like lose it in front of everyone. So I'm always like, ah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> plus if you're an introvert, like I, I, I'm a social introvert, like people wear me out, but I love to be out there. But when I give a speech, by the time I'm done, I am like done. Like I've taken all that I can take, given all that I can give. And I'm like, get me out of here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, and it's really important to like be there for the meet and greet stuff afterwards, right. which is like great. But, and then like, literally like I walk out the door and I'm like, oh, yeah. sleep on the ride home. (laughs) And I stack my stuff too. So it's hard. So it might be like gone for like two or three days, but do a bunch of talks at once. And then to keep reminding myself, we're almost done. Like when we're done with these and you can sleep for a week. (laughs) (laughs) So let's talk about that though. um, Because obviously the majority of our audience are moms and it might be very scary to think about leaving their kids for two or three days at a time, crossing the country. Mm-hmm. Not me. I'm all about it. Sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> for anyone who is worried about how have you balanced being mom and being seeker extraordinaire? I love that question. This is so good. So the first thing I want to say is that remember, like we have seasons in life. Okay. Like, everything, we have a season for everything. Right now it's my season to slow down. And, um, also because my child care is questionable right now, <laughs> but that'll put the brakes on fast. <laughs> so that's like, you just kind of got to pump those. Right. Um, but I also know a big reason for that is I'm doing something at the end of the year that is going to result in a lot of speaking. Mm-hmm. So I'm making sure that I'm spending the first half of the year at home for the most part. 
Are you going um, to tell us about that? Are you just going to leave us all in suspense? Um, <laughs> Not quite ready yet. <laughs> there, the, there's, there's a book. <laughs> and, Ooh. In September. I love books. <laughs> in September. So I know that means that as yeah. soon as, like, when Katie Couric asks you to write a book, like, you're just like, okay, it's probably time. Maybe time. Uh, yeah. So, well, I mean, because Katie she Kirk asked everyone, you know, well, yeah. When Katie that's just so... you anything, <laughs> you yeah. <can> do it. <laughs> wow. Um, and, but when she, when she asked me, I was, preg- I was on her show when I was pregnant with my daughter, and I had no idea I was pregnant. So Chloe basically was on Katie Kirk. <laughs> but she, you know, there was, there's been a lot of stuff over the years where people have like proposed books to me. Um, and I've turned them down because they just, they didn't feel right. Um, the message they were trying to go with, but I didn't know, I didn't have anything to respond with. Like, I didn't know what it was I wanted to put out into the world first. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying there's only going to be one, but I didn't know what I wanted to do first. Um, so I, I just kind of sat with this thing for a long time. And finally, we're, we're getting there. So that's how, anyway, so I know like once we put the book out, that will result in me having to maybe do a bit more traveling than I've been doing lately. Um, but I used to travel like a crazy person. Like I was speaking all the time, um, whether it was just within the state or around the country. And um, even when Chloe was really little, it wasn't so difficult. But now that she's like a toddler, um, it's becoming a little harder. Not that I want, I just don't want to as much. Like I want to be here. Um, so you just need to understand where you are in that season of life. And you have to have really good communication with whoever it is in your life, whether you have, whether it's your significant other, or you have family nearby, or you have childcare, like you have to be very open and have the discussions ahead of time before you book something about what's going to work and won't won't. Cause then you know what to look for. Like, is it better if I'm doing things that are on the weekend? Our daytime, you know, weekday thing is going to be easier for our schedule. Um, I know that Chad works a 980 week. So my fiance has every other Friday off. So I know to book it around that when he's going to be here because he's happy to stay in and play Mr. Mom. Um, Like he wants to be Mr. Mom. (laughs) Take it. Go for it. Um, So for me, it's, you have to have that communication though before it comes up. So, because like, if, if you're not talking about what you want, if you're not talking about how that's going to help your family, if you're not using that team language, like this is us, this is ours. Um, it's going to be very difficult because it's like, you're trying to steal the spotlight, but here you hold my purse, right? Like we're not trying to do that. Um, like we never want people to think that they're just trying to hold things down for you while you go take the spotlight. So it's really important to have that conversation. (coughs) Excuse me to have that conversation like with your people, whoever these people are, um, before you start jumping into the industry. So you know what to look for. So you know what will work, but also that so that they understand you're not leaving them behind. It's the lack of communication around the speaking that can cause a lot of problems because if you don't know what's going to work for their schedule and you just start booking anything, then you're going to find out like, oh my, now I have no one to watch the kids. What am I going to do? And it's panic mode. Trust me. (laughs) So, um, (laughs) So whether you think you don't have the childcare or the resources, I've taken my family with me to certain things. Um, I usually don't. I like to travel by myself. Um, it's so much easier. Yeah, it's just easier. <laughs> so but there are times when I've taken Chad before Chloe came into our life. Chad used to go to the talks with me. Um, he had a lot more flexibility than with the strap, but he used to travel with me, which was fun. I took my mom with me to like a little mini speaking tour last year, which was amazing. But it's really important to just know like what, what's feasible, what can work for us and how can I work within those parameters? Just like with anything in your business, like really how many clients can I take on? Like before I'm going to lose my mind. (laughs) Speaking of losing your mind, I don't know about you, but, um, I know Alexa, I think both of me and Alexa have had like a really rough week mentally, (laughs) business wise. Um, what do you do to kind of get out of this? Like yesterday, I said to do yard work all day. I had to get away from the computer. I had to be outside. I'm a little better today. Mine had a few drinks too with that yard work. But <laughs> what morning. do you do oh, to kind of, yeah, this, that hair of the dog this morning. I am totally sober, y'all. Um, <laughs> what do you do to kind of get yourself back motivated or out of a funk or, you know, as women, I think we all go there at least once a month. <laughs> 
Yeah, that might have been this week too. <laughs> <laughs> so it really depends on how I'm like, so I try to be super proactive, like with my mental health and that might sound real crazy, but uh, <laughs> like, that sounds so horrible coming out loud. But I know that like, let's be real, like my situation comes with a lot of anxiety and depression and PTSD and survivor's guilt. And I went through different stages on this path of times when I was medicated times when I was in therapy, times when, you know, I went through all these different things and full transparency, like I'm not on medication. I don't see a therapist. We're not there anymore. Um, now I, I put it in my hands and I paint and as much as I should work out, I eat pizza instead. <laughs> um, like, you know, like, um, I know that I need outlets and I need things to do, um, to keep where I don't have to sit. I'm not good at like I don't sit still and meditate. That doesn't work for me. Um, then things just start thinking all kinds of crazy. I need to be like actively doing something that forces me to slow down. So like painting is my thing. That's my outlet. Um, sometimes it, I just need to closing the computer is great. Yeah. That's a real good, like going outside. We live in Florida. Mm -hmm. So getting out like the water is my happy place. So I always, I even told Chad last night, like, Hey, we're going to go to the beach this weekend. Nice. And I looked at the weather this morning and of course, it's been gorgeous all week. This weekend's going to be. Ugh. Yes. Here too. Here too. Yeah. It's spring break this next week. And it's going to like, I think rain the first half of it, like every day. Yes, I know. And it's just now kind of winter in Texas. Yeah, it's March, but we usually don't get winter until like March or April <laughs> when we want to be outside. That's funny. So, so yeah, I being outside helps. I paint. I sometimes just try to like get outside, um, especially by the water for me. Honestly, it's because Laura and I used to like be at the beach every day. So it's like, that's the one spot where I feel the most connected. It's not the cemetery. It's the beach. Right. And that might sound crazy, but not at all. Um, so I do that a lot, but also sometimes I just need to stop. <laughs> like, and I literally like veg out on the couch where it's like mind numbing where I'm just yeah. like, there's too much going on and I need this to just quiet. Like I need it to quiet. And I think that's why I got into the walking dead. I mean, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely just mind numbing, <laughs> you know, imagining myself chopping off the heads of some <laughs> monsters. <laughs> yes. and now I, I haven't got I go. into that. Yeah, no, I haven't got into that, but I just heard on a radio station this morning where Netflix has an app or something now that if you watch too long of your favorite show, your favorite character comes in and it stops your show and makes you get up and exercise. <laughs> I love like, it. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, I would not wear that thing. This would not happen because when I veg out on Friday Night Lights, I want to see Tim Riggins for 24 hours, seven days a week. <laughs> Do not make me get up. But isn't that sad though a little bit that we have to have our favorite character to come on and say, get up, get up off your ass guys. and do something. Yeah. Oh my goodness. But I like really though, I get the overwhelm, right? Because your mom, your business owner, your, uh, like all the things you wear all the hats. So, um, when I get overwhelmed, like I am a cleaner, I clean, yeah. like, I feel like I just need to get things. I have to control all the things. Right. So, um, when home feels out of order for me, sometimes I feel really like, I feel like I'm losing control of everything. Cause I can see it. I can see the uncontrolled, <laughs> like right. out of control. Um, so that's, that for me is another thing. So, okay. So we're, we're getting close to the end of the beta round of your speaking. Mm -hmm. So when does the, when does the real live deal launch and how did you I'm, find out about it? I, I should know that, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> no, so I know. Cause there's like all the like open, all the, you know, the open, actually it's something that gets right in front of me. I believe it's, oh, it's Friday, March 24th, Friday, March 24th. So oh, that's soon. It's so soon. Woo. So, uh, let's talk about that overwhelm. So, <laughs> so the week of the 20th though, which I'm saying that right now, but that might actually have to change because childcare. Um, but the week of the 20th, we're supposed to be running a challenge around how do we start building that expertise and like um, credibility as a speaker when we haven't even spoken yet. So that's a big thing that I get frustrated when women are saying like, well, 
I'm not there yet, or I haven't done this, so I can't pitch for that, you know? So there are certain things that I want you to be doing right now in order to start building that credibility. And so we're going to be doing that the week of the 20th, and then CART will open on the 24th for the speaking program. And um, without saying many of the details yet, I just know that the early bird is pretty baller bonuses. <laughs> so awesome. so um, it's going to be super exciting. And oh, I just, it, I get so excited knowing that you're going to like have everything that you need. Yeah. And that there's no more excuses, that there's no room to say like, well, I don't know how to put in for this, or I don't know where to look for events, or I don't know how to craft my talk, and I don't know how to charge pricing. Like, forget all the fluff. Like you have the blueprint. So do it. Yeah, <laughs> do it. Because I've just, I know that unfortunately a lot of times, um, we see that we see a lot of the same speakers, right? We see a lot of the same stuff at events we go to and it's not because they're better than you, but they're, they're taking action on the thing you're not. And there's no reason you shouldn't be going out and taking that spot yourself. Amen. Very good <laughs> advice. Okay, one last question. I think all our listeners want to know, would you rather be invisible or be able to read people's minds? I have been dying to ask you this question. Um, um, well, I'm an introvert, so can I be invisible? Invisible? <laughs> yeah. I feel like you can just like, you can read people's minds pretty easily. Like, not that I can read your mind read people pretty well if you sit back and listen more than what you talk, like, but um, bring on invisible. Yeah. Yeah. You can find out everything about somebody. <laughs> I, you just, just sit there long enough. You'll, you'll know everything you need to know. You don't even need to read their mind. That's yes. Invisible. Invisible. That's First awesome. place I'm going, pizza. Pizza. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, that pizza's just disappearing. What is happening? <laughs> All right, it's not me. <laughs> Yesterday was my thirtieth, and of course, Chad, where do you want to go out to eat? I'm like, I don't. I want you to order me a pizza, and he did. So I got really upset because he started eating it. I have a gluten. <laughs> don't eat my gluten free pizza. Eat your pizza. Eat the gluten pizza. Leave that one for me. I want that for breakfast. <laughs> you know? Stay away from my gluten-free food. I'm with you. I don't eat gluten either. All right. So where do people find you? You can pretty much find me everywhere, as we've heard. Um, yeah. <laughs> as we've heard. <laughs> Probably the easiest place is just to hop over to jessicarazzle.com and all the details for the new exciting course will be there. Or you can come join all three of us in the front and center group. And that's where the challenge will be going down on Facebook on front and center. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jessica. Yay. Thank you, ladies. You. This was so fun. I appreciate you. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to our show today. I'm sure you were just as moved by Jessica's story as I am every time I hear it. Uh, we want to encourage you, if you are in a slump or have gone through something traumatic, that you can make a difference in the world and in other people's lives as well. And if you have a story about how you live bravely by overcoming adversity or overcoming a situation that really um, could have negative, negatively impacted you, but you were able to take it and do something wonderful with it, we would love to interview you for our Live Bravely series. You can find out how to become a podcast guest and also find out information about getting the broadcast audit, audit from our sponsor, Carrie Sharp, at losethecape.com forward slash podcast forward slash 64. Thanks. Have a great day. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.